0: This is a crowd podcast. Now, before we get stuck into this whole episode, we have a little exciting <gasps> announcement.
1: Dun, da, 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 da. <laughs> we have merch. <laughs> Woo! yeah baby we have
0: a glorious new tote bag out which says
1: put things inside me i love that so everyone when you're wearing it on the tube it's like you know they might not know what it's really referring to but they're like oh how cute that bag says put things inside me because you're a bag But actually, there's an illustration of a flower that looks like a vagina. I was going
0: to say, you'd have to live under a rock to not (laughs) really get what it was doing. But they're one-sided, so if you're feeling uncomfortable on your public transport journey, you can flip them over. Hide it from that that nun pointing at you and judging you. (laughs) Um, We also have stickers, which look incredible. We are really thrilled. We had the wonderful Cat Lobo create them for us, with us. If you will. And we're so excited to share them with you. So yeah. make sure you go to our website to check them out.
1: Comecurious.co.uk. I can't wait to put the I consent to being used one on my laptop.
0: My water bowl is going to be covered. <laughs>
1: You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with your questions. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just really excited. Oh, that's nice. Just doing a little dance. Do a little dance.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's been a weird, like, day. I suddenly, like, had... I was having a bit of an anxiety moment before coming on this oh. podcast. That's poo. So I've just been, like, puffing on my CBD vape, like... <laughs>
0: now we're gonna get a crazy
1: uh, old woman now we're gonna get a stone
0: Florence like yeah man I'm just so chilled chilled.
1: um but yeah if anyone doesn't know I am Florence and I'm Reed nice (laughs) nice one (laughs) little segue bringing it back back to the episode um Uh, what's you know? What's on upon us? On upon what wow. is on upon this? us? <laughs> I don't know what is going on here. Today is not a good day. Actually, I did want to explain my current situation yes. because I look like I'm in some kind of den, and that is because I am yeah. basically. I have built myself a den. it's Very apt for the episode. You're in a crack den now. Fuck.
0: <laughs> this is a way that fuck's given
1: is gone. <laughs> I'm trying to make because my yeah. room is so echoey. I'm just, I've been trying to make it a little bit better. So I've like drawn the blinds. I've got like drawn the blinds. my the duvet cover and blanket behind me. And I've got like some foam things around You've me. You've even bought
0: a new rug too, which surely has, will have something maybe. Does, yeah, i got this
1: different? fucking pop shield, whatever. Anyway, so if you're watching on YouTube, just that was an explanation to the weird location it seems that I am in, <laughs> but I'm actually in exactly the same place that like usually am. Yeah. yeah, it does look like you could be anywhere. I could in be In some Bedouin tent somewhere. Who knows, I might be back in LA. Woo, spooky! <laughs> Psych! <laughs> Psych! <laughs> you know what's coming up soon though, Reed? What? Valentine's Day.
0: <gasps> I love Valentine's Day though. I'm one of those people.
1: <laughs> i love valentine's day when i have a partner yeah that's fair enough i
0: i haven't i I think i did no i have experienced valentine's day without partners last year
1: last year must have been yeah
0: i was fucking miserable so yeah i completely sympathize i hear you
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know you know when you when i hear about valentine's day as a single person it plants some like horrible fear feeling inside Mm. of me of like
0: being alone yeah valentine's day isn't very single friendly and i feel like we do need to change that but mm. it's just so it's it's like what what you were saying before about people like love love and so people yeah. not just want to be I in love, love. love. They, they fantasize about love they look towards yeah. like valentine's day promotions and want that uh-huh. and maybe even buy them yeah it it's it's quite like what capitalism at its peak just feeding on people's loneliness <laughs>
1: Basically, yeah, yeah, and then also their generosity and their love languages and yeah, all of those things. But overall, I think when you're in a relationship, I I like Valentine's Day because I think it's a really sweet time to just take advantage of doing something nice for you and your partner together. Yes, um, or for yourself, um, yeah. you know, taking yourself out on a date. Although nobody wants to go out on Valentine's Day because it's just this is true, rambo. and I think yeah that that's the thing is that we should probably as single people as well do something for ourselves on valentine's day it could be about our relationship with ourselves or with our friends instead of instead of a, a lever. Yeah. One of my friends on New Year's Eve did a whole
0: sexual ritual thing and like got rid of all of the bad and, and welcomed in all of the good. And like, you know, there could be some cool shit around that that you could do, light some fucking candles, get your favorite sex toys out, watch some yeah. porn. Um, it,
1: well, get yourself a takeaway. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm down for all of those things. Mm-hmm. I have a quite exciting uh, Valentine's Day this year because I'm launching my solo podcast on Valentine's <gasps> yes, Day. Rob! For everyone that is like me and doesn't have a partner on Valentine's Day, they can listen to my voice instead. Hey. <laughs> Come in their heartbreak.
0: <laughs> oh, that's going to be amazing though. And also if you don't want to give yourself a date on Valentine's Day, I think last year I was literally just in bed being miserable. Probably crying. <laughs>
1: give your spur like, I think it is important actually to give yourself some space to feel those feelings as well, yeah. because when I put my therapist hat on, <laughs> then they would just say, you've got to feel the feelings to get through them.
0: Feel the feels. It's like, but I don't want to feel the feels. I want to ignore the feels.
1: It's so alcohol, needed though. With alcohol
0: and drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and- all the things that I I think, I've been using
1: I think, it's, I think it's really nice to hang out with, like, friends. Do, like, a little Galentine's yes Yes, the, Galent- the single Is people. That,
0: did, not, did we not do something like that last year? We did, like, an gal- online Galentine's thing. I f- have, like, a vague memory of, like, getting... Oh, maybe I'm thinking about Lethally Her and their amazing diary.
1: Oh, yeah. I, like, I don't know if that was a Galentine's Day thing. Mm. But
0: definitely, if you, if you don't have someone to share it with, do Galentine's. Do... Valentine's, you know, tell your tell your mates that you love them. Before, I think I've definitely when maybe when I've been in relationships, but before relationships, I remember like my first experience with Valentine's. I remember it really mm. well because I was laughed at, but I gave my teachers love you cards. I gave like my favorite teachers. I was in year I think I was 9 years old. Stop it. I gave my teachers and I probably was a little bit in love with them. Um in love with Aww. my very very gay teacher. Um, actually maybe, I'm not sure if my other I te- basically two of them I loved, I was like obsessed with. And then also I gave like two of the boys, I like, actually fancy Valentine's Day cards, but I wrote like, you're a poo head and I hate you. Because I obviously don't want to tell them my <laughs> real feelings. And then I got into trouble for it. Like fully into trouble. They like called me oh, in, sit down meetings like, why did you write these cards? These are really rude. And I was like, I don't know. And I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and be like, it's cause I actually fancy you guys. Like apparently it really hurt their feelings, and I was like, "Fuck, man, it's just trying to cover up my own feelings, but actually hurting somebody else."
1: Oh, bless. I actually can't really. I think I've blocked out loads of Valentine's Day stuff from my memory because it was just like nothing ever really. Was that amazing? Apart from my my Valentine's Day last year was very cute. Yeah, very, very cute. That's so. nice.
0: I feel like when we lived together we did Valentine's Day stuff. I remember sticking like a little mm. little heart chocolate on your door. And I think on oh. I think on Chantel's door, but fuck it. So long ago. That would have been like what? Seven years ago? <laughs> seven, years ago. seven years
1: ago. Wow, yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So I, I love Valentine's Day. I think I always have loved Valentine's Day. Whether You love love. I love love. Um, and I always, <laughs> like, I I know that it's, like, so capitalist and consumerist and, like, bye, bye, bye. But my love language is gifts. Like, I love giving gifts. I love receiving that gifts. That makes
1: so much sense then yeah. to, like, why you would love it so much.
0: Yes. It's, it's literally all around it um Mm. and like I love using it as an excuse to like especially when you're in a long-term relationship when you have been in a long-term relationship you kind of need those important dates to remind yourself to go and do something nice for each other or go for a meal I mean we would we were smart on Valentine's Day we would always get takeaway but then we would go for a meal at some point else and make it into a thing and get each other cards or a little gift and even if Definitely. the gift was like a snack, you know, like, like, a, like some chocolate and some crisps and shit.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it, like actions say a lot. And like when people actually put the effort in to do something nice for each other, it just it's such a nice way of showing your love for that person. I I realized what my love language was recently as well, which I had never actually clocked before because I was like I was I was talking with maybe I've even spoken about this on the podcast, but I was like talking with um, a friend about how we loved birthdays Mm -hmm. but a combination of like acts of service someone like being there and really like doing something special for you and like putting in that care and effort Mm -hmm. combined with I don't even know if it was combined of gifts to be honest because like it's almost like the gift is irrelevant it's more about what they do for you on that day yeah and it doesn't have to be money like it doesn't you don't have to buy something
0: it's just it's taking that time and care like baking something or making something is more Mm. valuable to me than somebody paying for like an expensive thing you know it's like it's just having that time to sit and think about that person and think about what they like or what they Mm. might enjoy
1: so like yeah like yeah put like even like putting something nice on to wear, like when you yeah. go and meet your partner, like that means, and like, just bring them a fucking rose. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it, you can get them so cheaply. Yeah, on not non-gendered today. either. You know, give,
0: give your boyfriend, give your male partner flowers yes. and chocolate yes. and gifts. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be the man buying the woman something.
1: I think that's yeah. like, that's tired and old now. <laughs> I got my ex a golden condom. <gasps> That's beautiful for Valentine's Day last year. <laughs> That's fucking beautiful. I love that. That's so nice. It was very cool. Uh, I I had to
0: warn Sam. I was like, Sam, I'm probably gonna have to get you something. You don't have to get me anything, but I'm gonna have to get you something. And he was like, Okay, yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't. He's uh, he's not really a Valentine's um, lover, but I'm like, we're gonna have I to. It. I mean. Weirdly, we are doing stuff now. Not weirdly. We've been invited to this thing, so uh, we're going to Killing Kittens for their Valentine's Day ball, which is cool. Oh, on the actual Monday. So it's on Thursday before. Right. And... Um, yeah going yeah just i I haven't been i've been to killing kittens before but not like to this valentine's ball apparently there's going to be like burlesque shows and things oh wow and then on actual valentine's day we've just been invited to london's first thruple restaurant
1: what yeah
0: like it's a restaurant designed for like three or more peeps i believe thruple peeps so we're gonna we're gonna yeah, bring a date along and go and have a Whoa. meal. I know. This only happened yesterday. I was like, oh, cool. That's cool. And we're that chatting to cool. this really cute girl as well. So we're really excited. Oh. Oh, are you inviting
1: her out on Valentine's Day? Uh, yes, we're going to invite her out to the Valentine's Day restaurant. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe that's what people should do if they're on their own on Valentine's Day. Yeah, like those are just people, going right? gate crash someone else. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I always thought it was. A, I don't know whether it's just me. Do you do you get that feeling of like the third wheel? Because I never feel that feeling. I never feel like a third wheel, and I never feel like when somebody's joining my partner and I, they're a third wheel. But then lots of people are like, oh, I don't want to be a third wheel.
1: Where does that? It come really from? depends. It really depends on the situation, I think, and it depends on the couple. Yeah. Because I think some couples can make the like a third person feel really awkward, or they can make them feel really included. So I think it really depends.
0: Yeah, and I think some people are like, "Oh no, can you just fuck off now?" I just want to be with my partner. But I'm like, more the merrier. Come join us, yay! Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I get, I get, I do get that. Yeah. But I think, yeah, no, it's nice to not be a third wheel.
0: I don't know, because I definitely have friends who are couples. I could easily hang out with them all night. But maybe they're thinking, "Please read, fuck off now," and I'm like, "This is nice."
1: You're just like the aggressive third wheel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I will be here and you'll like it. Oh, no, I'm not going to leave. I'm not leaving. I will sleep in your bed in the middle of both of you.
0: <laughs> I'm never a middle person. I always have to be on the side.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't be a middle person either. Definitely not. Oh, I remember after the one threesome that I did have, there was three of us in the bed and it did not... It was not good.
0: If it's just a regular, normal double size bed, it was it's just not okay. a normal double sized bed. It's not acceptable. You need like no. a fucking super king, or what was it? I was learning. I'm looking at beds at the moment, learning about bed sizes. Emperor size, yeah, emperor exactly. king or whatever it's fucking called. There's just some it's mad Basically, sizes. like
1: two kings next to each other. Now that's the dream.
0: Mm. <laughs> mad. Yeah, can't get that in my house, but
1: yeah, someday. Well should we go on to the listeners questions yes yes we should otherwise i could talk forever about bollocks so (laughs) about valentine's day okay let's get on to your questions Mm -hmm. okay so first one how do i get over being embarrassed about having to incorporate a vibrator every time i have sex I know people talk about vibrators as a fun little add-on, but I literally can't come without one, not even on my own. And I get embarrassed having to explain to a new partner that I can't have sex the regular way. This
0: is fascinating because I've been feeling exactly the same way. Exactly really? the same way, yeah. And even though huh. like very communicative, no yeah. well, I say no shame, obviously there's some shame, little mm. shame being like, yeah, of course I need a vibrator. I still have an issue with being like, can we get the toy? It's like, I'm waiting yeah. for my partner to say it, to allow me to get the toy. And like fucking Sam's great. He's just like, absolutely. He's like, get the toy before we even fuck, you know? It's like, ve- he's very on it, which is amazing. But I still yeah. have that issue where I can't be like, And sometimes when I really need it, I'm like, can we, can we maybe please get the vibrator? And I'm still cringing on the inside about it. Why?
1: I feel, yeah, I've had that same feeling as well. Exactly the same feeling. Mm -hmm. I think the last time I had sex, I was like halfway through, I was just like, can't like, do you mind if I get my vibrator? Like, why am I asking, do you mind? (laughs) Do you mind if I grab something that's gonna help me orgasm whilst your dick's inside me? (laughs) Is it all about? Is it all about the idea that your your partner
0: should be enough to pleasure you? Is that where it comes from? And we we've got that thought process in our head that they're gonna feel mm. um, conscious, they're gonna feel like that it's gonna affect their self esteem if we're just like, yeah, I need a yeah. vibrator, which is ridiculous when I can't come without one either.
1: For for me, like, I feel like maybe because i'm aware that other people don't think about sex as openly as i do i'm always conscious of how they feel about these things yeah before like because we don't maybe haven't had the conversation or you don't like what this person said like i don't they don't want to have to have the conversation every time with a new partner yeah and but there are a lot of people out there that still won't really understand yeah or like and actively, that's why it's difficult
0: yeah or actively go and and be not just like okay with a vibrator mm. but like know what to do with a vibrator and, and have mm-hmm. it be a part of your sex life every time I feel like we do just need every partner we need to be like this sucks, but I cannot come without a vibrator. And that's the be all and end all. So we need yeah. a vibrator every time if you want me to come. And then almost like you feel embarrassed if they don't get it because it's like, shit, well, I'm not going to be able to come. I don't want to ask for it. They're going to think they're shit. Or worse, they're going to not, I don't know, like just think that I'm not coming. I
1: don't know. <laughs> I'm not coming. I'm not
0: coming, I'm not coming enough.
1: People love the coming. She does. Yeah, I mean, and also a lot of people say, I'm really into seeing you orgasm. I'm really into like giving you pleasure. And then that then puts a lot of pressure on you, especially if you need a vibrator as well. You're like, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to come if I don't Mm -hmm. use this. So. And sometimes it doesn't matter
0: how horny you are. You could literally be dripping wet. Mm. You could be so into something and yet something in your brain switches that part off and you cannot come still. I literally had that issue last night. It's like we were playing fucking loads and I was using the vibrator in the exact same way that I always use it. And it's, I still took forever to come. You know, it was, and it's nothing wrong that he's doing. It's nothing wrong that my partner's doing. It's something that's going on in my mind that's stopping me, that's not letting me focus and enjoy the sensations and really focus in. It took all my thought power and concentration and like I had to be like, oh can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this and this and this and this so I can fucking come,
1: please. Yeah. Well I think I think firstly like we need to put the point across that there is nothing to be embarrassed about when it comes to needing to use a vibrator to come. Absolutely nothing. So many people need a vibrator to to come. Like orgasming can be really difficult and it's a process and it's like it's like learning how to orgasm is also like it's something that you have to learn about on your own mm-hmm. as well and go on your own journey with. So but in the meantime, you might just need a vibrator. Yeah. I mean hell you might need a vibrator for the rest of your life but there's no nothing fucking wrong with that if it's making you wrong with that yeah it's so hard for women to come it's so hard for people that own vaginas to
0: come i mean it's yeah vibrators have been such an incredible invention and yes it was unfortunate we haven't had them from when we were fucking born on this earth till Mm. now but it's literally like yes i could do a manual wank yeah i could i could wait for you to give me an <laughs> orgasm, but why would I wanna walk somewhere
1: that's fast distance when I can get in a car and get there quicker? Exactly, I never wank with my own fingers. Never. I, 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 like, I tried to. It would take me, I don't even know if I could. No. But it would take me so long. The arm cramps, the
0: pain, the tensing. I, I, I used to do that. Not. As a teenager, yeah, Yeah. but that was me back then. Now I've got like a thousand vibrators in my army to back me up and help me
1: come quicker. Yeah, how can we have these conversations with people and like get the embarrassment out of being like, I'm gonna use this vibrator whilst we have sex?
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe we got to do some affirmations. Maybe we got to literally talk to our vibrators and be like, thank you for giving me orgasms when I never had them. You know, tell yeah. your partner, tell, as soon as you, as soon as you fuck your partner, as soon as you're with your partner, as soon as you're with your whoever, be like, okay, I, I cannot come without the use of a vibrator. Are you cool with vibrations? Like, do they turn you on? Do they turn you off? Is it too much? You know, a lot of people are afraid of vibrators because they don't know how to use them. They're not used mm. to them. It's not like, again, sorry to generalise dudes, but it's not like guys go out and buy a vibrator and play with them themselves. It's very rare that they'll do that. They maybe will buy male sex toys, but it's very different to buying a wand and mm. being actively excited to try and practise on people because it's so different yeah. and it's scary. It's fucking... I, the first time, like, I, you know, I put on a strap on and peg someone, terrifying.
1: Yeah, maybe it is about finding a specific vibrator that you're so excited about, and like finding that thing that really works for you. So like when you're just so excited to introduce it to a new partner, be like, you'll never guess what this does. Yeah,
0: yeah. You wanna, you wanna see. Mm. You wanna see what this does to me. You wanna see what this does to me. You wanna see me come. <laughs> and uh, I think any anyone out there who whose partner finds it really hard to orgasm like you need to be strong in that just like keep going it's okay i know it feels uncomfortable let's keep going so there isn't that just like that give up don't let them give up so soon that's what's really helped me is that like sam if i'm just like oh it's not gonna happen i want to give up i'm bored of this and he's like no we're gonna carry we're gonna keep going and that i'm just like oh okay you're actually invested in my pleasure you're not about to fucking give up okay cool let's keep going and even though i'm like oh i can't do it like make it into a fun game it's like no i fucking told you to keep that vibrator
1: there and you fucking i'm turning myself on right now yeah well you know what like this is the thing is that we just need to be having these conversations with people Mm -hmm. and that's what it comes down to because the things that we are embarrassed about are just the things that we don't talk about enough
0: yeah yeah, yeah. And we understand that an orgasm isn't everything. It's mm. not something to put on a pedestal. It's not the thing that makes your sex great. You can have amazing sex without an orgasm. But for yeah. a lot of us, and my still thought process is still there about orgasming, I don't feel satisfied unless I haven't, you know, I haven't achieved an orgasm. Um and so it really depends on how you feel. But I do remember once that orgasm goal was taken away once I removed it, where it's like, well, you don't have to have an orgasm to have great sex, was removed. I did find it so much easier. There was a Ooh. little switch that went off in my head that I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's just try and enjoy the sex without it. And then it did yeah. open me up more. So, yeah, there is something to say for that. 100%. <gasps>
1: oh, 100%. 100. <laughs> 10 GB. I'm so horny. <laughs>
0: So this listener has asked, "What should I do if my partner has a lower sex drive than me? I feel so unsatisfied."
1: Oh, oh my god! We, Did, you just get that. A fla- Did you just get a flashback? Read the trauma. The flashback. The PTSD. <sighs> Fuck! <sighs> Hello, <laughs> sexy,
0: you here. Where are, <gasps> Where are you? Where are you? Yeah, <laughs> we've been there. We've both, both Florence. Oh, wow, both Florence and I. <laughs> have been knee deep in that type of relationship where <sighs> our partners haven't been able to match our libido. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tough. And it's it's not just physically tough, but it's also really tough on your mental, mental. health and your relationship itself. I feel like yeah. the relationship suffers so much
1: when there is a mismatch of libido. It's so true. And like, I really hate going there as well. The fact that it's just like... I mean, firstly, before you go there, actually, before I say maybe you should break up. Yeah. Well, let's put a little disclaimer. i that one in there. I think it's really important to be able to communicate with your partner when you have different sex drives. I remember one of the main problems in my relationship where that was the case was this inability to actually sit down and talk about it and receive the information. Um I don't think my partner was very great in receiving and I don't think that maybe I spoke my truth in a in a very good way because it was mm-hmm. more like why won't you have sex with me? I need this, anger, I need that. That anger. Like, and that wasn't a beneficial way of going into the situation. Mm-hmm because I was just so hurt at the time because it made me physically feel unattractive, like not sexy. Like, what, like why don't you want to have sex with it, me, me anymore? And it was all this like internal, unwanted kind of abandonment issue kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't approach the conversation in a very good way. But I think when you come at it from a really level playing field and just open up the conversation about sex generically like let's talk about sex what can we what can we do together but to ignite this conversation
0: yeah if they don't want to talk about sex then that's also another conversation to have yes (laughs) it is helpful finding somebody or being with somebody that matches your libido but that also that match can start perfect at the beginning Mm -hmm. and then change throughout time um not all change we all change especially like different people there are so many different different reasons why we maybe like get affected our libido changes like hormonal is one of the biggest ones for especially for women but also for men also for people born with penises testosterone is like you know their their horny bug it could be things like maybe the relationship isn't isn't really there anymore maybe this person Mm. is stressed so stressed with work maybe they don't find themselves attractive anymore they instead of like internalizing on ourselves maybe it's stuff that's going on in their life it's more than likely stuff that's going on in their life but not saying anything is doing yourself and your partner and your relationship a disservice
1: i feel this like obviously i really feel the dissatisfied feeling Mm -hmm. and that's another thing that's like if you're both super comfortable about sex you talk about it but when it comes down to it, one of you just doesn't want to have sex as much. Mm-hmm. Then the conversation is, okay, well, if you, if we're not having sex as much as I want, then I am left a bit unsatisfied. So how, what what can we figure out together to make this situation better if we want to stay together? Yeah. And then does that mean opening up the relationship? Does it mean different ways of exploring? Intimacy. Like, intimacy, um, that your partners more open to mm-hmm. and you might actually get something like quite fulfilling from an intimacy that isn't sex the last thing you want to
0: do is put pressure on your partner and say, yes. we need to have more sex. You know, the, mm-hmm. you do not want to force them to have more sex with you. That's not the aim of this conversation. It's supposed to be, yeah. how can we make it work for both of us? Not even like a compromise. Yeah. It's like, you need to fuck me once a week. That's that's fucked up. That's like sexual coercion. You want to stay well away from that. <laughs> you want to ask things like, um, "What what's the stuff that we can do to make us feel more intimate to make you feel yeah. more sexy to make us feel more connected.
1: Yeah. Um
0: I mean one of the best ways that my ex and I had intimacy without the sex was he he was reading me a book. He started reading to me and that was amazing and yeah. it did fill a space where sex could have been. Um mm. and the intimacy it it did feel like we were close again because I think for a lot of people sex isn't really sex. Sex is Um, just uh, an opportunity to feel close to their partner or to feel wanted, to feel needed, to feel loved, to feel beautiful and attractive. So it's finding out what sex gives you and then how you can get those attributes in a different way. Because your partner's libido might never go back up. It might never meet, meet yours. Yeah. Um, and hoping that it will and trying to make that it will it will just make the situation worse so finding it in different ways
1: will be hopefully yeah. can save your relationship yeah for me I found intimacy in like deep conversations with my yeah. partner like really just really just chatting for hours mm-hmm. having long phone calls and things like that it's, it's random you never think of that as an act of intimacy yeah. but when you really really like pick it apart you become so much closer because of those conversations. There's this um, like deck of cards that you can get or an app called The And, Mm -hmm. and it just has an amazing selection of questions on there to prompt really deep like conversations to have with your partner. So yeah, I'd really recommend like looking into things like that if you do really wanna make this work with, with your partner. But if you are just, sometimes sex is the reason for people to break up.
0: Yeah, I do think so. I mean, you can have great, strong relationships without sex. It is possible. Um, but it, de- it just depends on what your needs are. And if yeah. your needs aren't being met, then it's... Yeah, you just have to sort of have a look at the relationship and where it's at and, and if you can get those needs. Opening out your relationship is a good way to do that. But there's also a lot of insecurities, a lot of jealousy... Um, Mm. self-esteem issues that could break your relationship apart, but maybe that's the catalyst you need. You know, your happiness, unfortunately in this situation does need to come first.
1: It does, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know that for myself, I couldn't be in a relationship where I was with a partner with a lower libido because that wouldn't work for me. Yeah, yeah. So the next question is, how to educate a guy on eating pussy when you don't even know what you like?
0: Hmm. Okay, this one I find really hard because I find it really fucking... Like, I I almost find it impossible to orgasm with eating pussy. So it's something I skip over a lot. So you don't even... Yeah, you don't even really like the act of it? Yeah, and I don't know how I would tell somebody to make me come because it's Mm. only maybe happened a handful of times.
1: So what I would say for this question is it should be an exploration for you both. Mm -hmm. And I think if you put it that way to your partner, then that's what's going to make it really, really exciting. So you can both be on this exploration together um, and just be like, hey, like, I don't really know what I like down there. Should we try a few different techniques and like see what works best so that, you know, I orgasm or I get loads of pleasure. (laughs) I think, yeah, really framing it in the way of, let's both educate ourselves, would be really, really great. Rather than just putting it on the person that's eating you out as well, because that can be a tough conversation anyway. Like if someone's going down on you and you're like, this isn't doing it for me, it's then really hard to be like, so maybe you could try do this. Yeah, Um, because also if you direct
0: them and it doesn't work, then you feel mm. stupid which isn't, it shouldn't be something that we hide away from. But then it's like,
1: you don't know your own pussy. (laughs) Well, that's the other side of the question is that really you need to do the exploration for yourself as well. Mm -hmm. And like, I really do think that um, actually in line with one of our sponsors from this episode, doing courses online to learn about how to, like you could do the course on how to eat pussy so that you learn like what things could be done to pleasure you down there. So that when you then come to the situation, you could be like, oh, why don't you try this? I just did this course on this and like this technique looked really fun. Or you can use your hands like with loads of lube to kind of mimic tongue movements um, and really explore your own body first.
0: Yeah, that sounds delicious. I do I do know that because I know that I, I come more easily with internal pleasure or, like, something filling me up at the same time, then at mm. least I know I can tell my partner, like, can you put something in me? Can you also yeah. play with my nipples at the same time and then just, like, keep consistent on my clit, but don't, like, lick on my clit, like, around my clit, you know? Yeah. Um, I think masturbation obviously helps that a lot, but 100. also being able to
1: communicate it's I mean it's so hard when you're in the moment it's so hard to communicate that I really hate telling people what to do when they're going down on me I don't really like being a commentator for like Mm. oh maybe you could move here or do this or do that I like to have the conversation either before or like a bed pillow talk Conversation afterwards for next time.
0: Yeah, or maybe during. If you are the eater, ask questions. Especially if it's the first time eating out, you know. Yeah. Like ask a lot of questions. Ask what feels good, what doesn't feel good. You don't have to ask constantly. Um, yeah. If I do want to come, then I know that I have to get a vibrator involved with oral and. Yeah. Not being afraid of that, that's also yeah. important.
1: This has reminded me of like an episode that we had way, 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 way back with Ben Hurst. Mm-hmm. And one of his tips for like being really good at oral sex was the fact that he got himself onto online courses. Yeah. That, and like actually did the education and actually learned stuff. Yeah. There's just so much power in that.
0: Yeah. And same with just again the foreplay part not just foreplay towards the pussy eating so making sure they're comfortable warm up the whole body also i know it's like winter right now but i am struggling to calm if i'm cold i want to be nice and warm if not hot so temperature can be a massive one like keep your socks on or like ask them if they need more covers or something like that you know suffocate down there for a little bit yeah
1: um I think we can a- listen to our oral sex episode. Yeah. <laughs> with your partner. Just be like, hey, I just found this new podcast. Want to listen to an episode with me? Oh, look, this random episode on oral sex. Mm, yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, God. I, I do love oral, but I, I get so frustrated when I can't orgasm. Sometimes it just takes to be like, hey, I'm not going to come. Maybe yeah. the pussy eating doesn't have to result in an orgasm it can just no. be something nice and enjoyable and pleasurable yeah it can be a warm-up for sex or penetration yeah um, yeah uh, uh, it's hard i think it's about being proactive both people both partners have to be proactive in yeah. exploring and pursuing yeah she had me clitnitized <laughs> Last question. I have waited so long for my sexual debut, but I feel I've left it too late. What if I'm terrible?
1: Oh! So I mean <laughs> I was just about to say you yeah, everyone's terrible their first time so it's hard having sex for the first time it's it nerve
0: wracking it's sickening it's you are so terrified because you've built
1: this idea of what sex is supposed to be up in I your mind I think that's the thing isn't it is that it's just so built up yeah like for everyone you can't really get out of the fact that it's built up like there's this whole thing that we constructed like the virginity but that shouldn't even really be a thing. No, I just think, I mean, you're going into it pretty prepared. You're a curious fucker, for God's sake. Like, <laughs> you're true. here. That's true.
0: You've got the most good advice, <laughs> hopefully, to prepare you. But, the, I mean, nothing can prepare you for having sex, really. If it, No. Because I think the more pressure you put on yourselves, the worse it gets. I think it's one yeah. of those where... Uh, and I, I don't know if everyone agrees, but like ripping off the plaster, ripping off the band aid, and just yeah. going and fucking doing it, getting over that first hurdle of like scaredness and be practice like, Practice oh, makes perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah, practice does make perfect. The first time's never going to be good, it's never going to be pleasurable. Um, what makes it good, what makes it pleasurable is is being able to laugh about it, is being able to yeah. be confident uh, and have a fun, com- f- have fun time rather than just I don't just know so if I agree
1: that it can't be good or pleasurable. Like, I think the first time can be good. Yeah. I think as long as you take it slowly, you're communicative, you use lube, like... Yes, use lube. Then you can have a really nice time. And I think as long as you and your partner are in the like there's the same space, the good space where you're communicating and everyone knows what the situation is. Well you don't even need to know what the situation is, mm. but as long as you're both just into each other and into the moment, then you know, not much can go wrong. It's like if you if you've listened to this podcast, <laughs> you know how you know how to have sex. Well, you know, yeah. if you've watched porn, you know how to have sex, the basics the stuff. Ba- you need the basics, right? It's just getting
0: the basics. It's just in and out, yeah. right? And we're talking and you know about what? penetrative sex here, which I think we shouldn't yeah. necessarily focus on. But
1: Yeah, I hate to slide this in again, but one of our one of our sponsors, Cheeks, has the perfect platform to really explore all of this. Because they have ethical, great porn you can watch as well as courses, as well as workshops. So like you'd kind of get the 101 before you go into the situation and you can't really be more prepared than that.
0: No, you, you can't. A lot of it is just going on animal instinct when you're then and there. What do you yeah. think is better um, telling somebody before you have sex with them, like I maybe haven't had sex in a long time or I feel like a virgin or I am a virgin mm. or do you think
1: it's better telling them afterwards? huh so this kind of happened to me last week didn't it yeah yeah and like I don't know what what would have been better the fact that he said it because he said it afterwards and just like that he hadn't had sex for a year Mm -hmm. and suddenly it made a lot more sense I feel like maybe I think maybe it would have been good to know before because then I would have been more on top of like initiating like making sure that he felt good and safe and that he was happy with what was going on and yeah so personally I think yeah knowing beforehand would have been really nice yeah
0: but what about the reverse so you know it's it's a very I feel like it's a very different thing if Mm. it's a a man a penis owner saying that they haven't had sex in a long time or they're a virgin but the other way round I mean... But
1: you want to someone be, to be gentle with you. Yeah, like, you, if it's you your want first them time. to know.
0: I do feel like a lot of guys, as soon. I mean, again, generalising here, forgive me, but I do feel like a lot of guys will, if someone says, I'm a virgin, they might be like, oh, absolutely not. I don't want to go there.
1: But then do you want to sleep with those people? It's a good question. I don't do think you, want you do. That pers- I don't think you want that person to have your sexual debut. no.
0: They're not gonna treat you right. They're not gonna do it well. You, no. I think probably, yeah. Then talking about maybe, yeah, if you are a virgin or if you haven't had sex in a long while, yeah, talking about it with them, I think is really valuable. And especially yeah. it makes you both on the same page. It doesn't feel like there's any dishonesty there afterwards when it's like, oh yeah,
1: so. <laughs> I think that's the thing with everything sex related. Everything sex and relationship related, you've always just got to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like there is nothing beneficial from not being honest. Basically, like, you know, not if you if you're honest then you can't really go wrong. Yeah. If someone doesn't
0: accept your honesty, run a mile. Exactly. They are not right for you and the sex will be bad. <laughs> yeah. It will yeah. end in tears. So yeah, run. Yeah, good, yeah. a little question that there. Great
1: questions, curious fuckers. Yeah, wow.
0: Nice one. Yeah, really love that. Just through it.
1: Oh fuck. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. <laughs> so we've also asked you to send in your fuck off Stories. I think we're gonna start doing one fuck off story at the end of the non guest episodes as well, and they're gonna be your stories. Ooh. We are.
0: We are so impressed with these fuck off stories. We had a couple, actually a few, come through, but they are all anal related. Like, what is it? What? <laughs> About anuses and fuck-offs that you all love so much.
1: What were we saying? The hard or soft episode. Like, it's literally just always anal.
0: Always anal. It's always shit-related. Always anal. I feel like yeah. maybe that's just because it's... It- I suppose it's the, you know, it's the main genital out there that everyone has. Everyone's got an arsehole, regardless
1: of gender. is
0: true. Maybe <laughs> this is
1: why. Yeah, it's just plus like whole... Aiden all and he always equals shit in some yeah, respect.
0: It really does. And people and lo- like love that for a fuck off story.
1: Everyone loves toilet humour. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. I maybe wouldn't say
0: loves toilet humour, <laughs> but I mean, I fucking love toilet humour but
1: people like poop jokes.
0: They do, it makes things fucking funny. Poo <laughs> is funny. Um, all right, Florence, give us today's fuck off story.
1: Okay. I'm a dude and I got myself a glass toy to experiment with prostate stimulation. Amazing. I tried it out and it was quite nice. After cleaning it up in the bathroom, I put it in my pocket and sat down to pee. The dildo fell out and shattered on the stone floor with a very loud explosive sound. My parents were home and I knew that they had heard it. The floor was covered in shards and I had no idea what to do. They never said anything.
0: Oh, what? why is... It? Okay, firstly, what's wrong with your parents? Why have they not run up and checked
1: if you're okay? <laughs> Right, and be like, like, "Son, are you okay?" And then they would have been like, "What? What is this? What did
0: you break, son?" Yeah, I mean, you could cover that up quite easily, right? If, if it's just
1: glass, but still, what um, would you say? Uh, a bottle? A sh- sh- shampoo bottle? No, say? there's no liquid anywhere. I just dropped a thing.
0: I love that this dude is like
1: super into trying out and experimenting with his prostate though. Nice one. I love that. That's yeah. that's why you wanted this one in, isn't it? Yes. So you were just like, I want to promote healthy exploration with your prostate yeah. and stimulation. Gotta
0: represent the prostate
1: love. Yeah, uh. I love it. Anyway, well done. And to be fair, I feel like parents never really call up you up on this sort of shit because they don't want to know. <laughs> Yeah, what did you do? I mean, how did you clear it up? And also, it must have been
0: a massive smash
1: for it to that break. That's so funny. Because it's like
0: really, it's like toughened glass, isn't it?
1: Those dildos. Yeah. Oh, That's really sad, actually. You lost out on your glass dildo. I know. I hope, I hope you found another
0: one. I hope you enjoy prostate exploration further.
1: Yeah. So, if you have your own fuck off story, please email it in to us or watch out on our Instagram for when we need you to send it in to our (laughs) DMs. Wow. Wow, Florence. The email, (laughs) I was going to say the email address. Please. FKSgiven at comecurious.co.uk.
0: Or you can slide into our DMs on Instagram with the title F of Story. Of course, our Instagram is at Come Curious. And Florence and our Instagrams are Amber X and
1: Florence Bark. Yeah. Go see what we've been up to. And also, you can watch this on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So make sure you go see our lovely faces over there. And... Make sure that you leave us a rating and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Rate it, review it, five stars. Five stars. Also, not to forget to mention,
0: but we have merch out. We Ooh, have yeah. these cute, amazing tote bags out, and you can get them. You can get them and actually rep the podcast if you are a true curious fucker.
1: And I'm most excited about the stickers because the stickers are wonderful. They've got the Curious Fuckers Club sticker, so you can put it like on your laptop case, on your phone, oh, on your water bottle. Yeah. Anywhere, I'm so, like yeah. one of those people that loves stickers all over my laptop.
0: And that is just normal URL. Gumcurious.co.uk, motherfuckers. So go and check S- it out. See you next
1: Thursday, curious fuckers.
0: Next Thursday, moi. Bye. Crowd Network. A place where you belong.